Podcast edition. Well, well I mean, not, not even a boat right now. It's for like a schooner or a... It's a pontoon. Pontoon, maybe. This is the Media Pontoon Podcast. Wow. Media Pontoon Podcast. Pontoon Podcast. Pontoon Podcast. Pontoon Podcast. Pontoon Podcast. Pontoon pa- yeah. Anyways, it's the Media Boat <laughs> Podcast. Uh, it is July, everybody. It's July 5th, day after Independence Day. Yeah. Aliens have taken over. Uh, Will Smith. Is it's, it's, it's why we weren't live. Yeah, it's why we weren't live. We had to deal with aliens, and we shot a bunch of fireworks at them. That seemed to keep them at bay. Michael Bay. We know he didn't direct Independence Day. That doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, it's the Media Boat Podcast. Yeah, but Michael Bay and American Flags go like hand yeah. in hand together. They really do. It is episode 130, I believe. I believe you're right. 130, uh, July 5th, 2018. It is uh, time for the Media Boat Podcast. I'm going in a circle here. Uh, that is your source for news about movies, television, video games, and music. Not necessarily in that order. This week we're doing something a little different. We're not streaming live. It was a holiday on Wednesday, so uh, we decided to do just audio this week. So uh, you can find this episode on Podbean, this will also pod, be, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stream, etc. It's supposed to be our shortest episode ever, Hopefully, maybe. if we start right now. All right, so we always start with movies, and we always start movies with the box office number. So yeah, he's Matt, I'm Mike, and, gonna and we're going to go right into it. Yeah, I'm going to so, skip that. So box office number one is, yet again, Jurassic World. Yep, Jurassic Fall World Kingdom. Fall Kingdom is your number one movie again this week with $60 million to add to its total. Incredibles 2 comes in at number two with $46 million. Sicario, did I say it right this yeah, week? Yeah, that's Sicario. And then $19 million at number three. Uncle Drew hits number four. Both uh, of those were your new releases. And rounding out your top five, Ocean's 8 with another $8 million. So, um... Coming up this week, I guess there's nothing. Well, no, actually today. Yeah. Uh, okay. Or All yesterday, right. uh, for 4th of July, on a weird Wednesday release, was The Purge, or rather, The First Purge. Oh, right, yes. The First Purge. Yes. Yes. That is your new release that this was, week. Yeah, that was your new release. That'll probably um, be your number one movie next week. No. This oh. upcoming uh, Friday is Ant-Man and the Wasp. Ah, there it is. That will be your big release. Got that it. will be your number one, which means Disney number over under 100. Cool. What do you do? Over under 100? Uh, it tracks well. It's a Marvel film. First film since Avengers? Uh, yeah, I'd say it's probably pretty safe that that's going to hit over 100. All right. Yeah, let's go with that. All right, let's go with that. That sounds good for me. So that's your next week uh, releases. Did you see any movies this week? I was too busy to no, see. No, we were too damn busy. Uh, summer is officially in swing for us. We have lots of social events happening, a lot of life events happening too. Um, all sorts of fun stuff. Yep. <coughs> so we'll get through everything. Yeah, well, I'll get back into the movies shortly here. But summer is getting crazy for us, so... Yeah, we'll, we'll come back we'll next week when we have more to talk about in that department. All right, moving on to movie news. Our first story is about a new movie from uh, a director who's recently had her big break. 
Greta Gerwig, director of, of course, last week, last week's, last, <laughs> last year's uh, Oscar favorite, uh, Lady Bird, uh, has announced her new project. She will be directing an adaptation of Little Women, the famous book. Uh, it, she will direct, it will star Meryl Streep, Emma Stone, Sir Ronan, and Timothy Chalamet. That's like a That's A-list a cast A-list right there. Uh, uh, cast plus uh, some people that she's worked with before. Yes. Uh, Gerwig was originally brought in just to rewrite the script, but after the success of Lady Bird, she has been upgraded to director. So, I think this is a good call. That sounds boss. I am so happy for her. I hope that that, that ends up uh, working out because that sounds like a really good idea. Now, would you rather see straight adaptation or a modern take? I think a modern take would be really interesting. But I think she could handle both. Okay. I mean... Have you ever, ever read Little Women? Yeah, not me neither. I only know about it from women who like Little Women. <laughs> Are they little? Well, it's my sister. I uh, think she likes it because she's also yeah. like the English teacher. So. I mean, yeah, that's the, that's yeah. the demo. Yeah, that's what uh, it's going for. <laughs> just now. Uh, all right, cool. Well, uh, moving on. Yeah. Um, our second. Uh, we'll see that till end of the year if it happens. Yeah, no, no dates or anything. So we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, but there has been casting news around the movie sphere. Right. Yeah. So yeah, let's talk about some casting that happened in, in the rest of the movie world here. Uh, Jim Carrey is set to star as, <laughs> get this, Dr. Robotnik in the live action CGI slash whatever adaptation of the Sonic video game series. Now I thought Dr. Eggman was the villain. Uh, so they're the same person. Um, around the time of the release of Sonic Adventure for the Dreamcast... They changed his American name to Eggman when he was previously Robotnik. The Japanese games have always referred to him as Eggman. That's what I thought. It's a Princess Toadstool, Princess Peach situation. Uh, Princess Toadstool, Princess Peach. Yeah, that kind of thing. Where at some point they just decided, why are we differentiating it? Let's just call it one name in all regions. Right. So that's why he became Eggman. However, if you are doing an adaptation of the original Sonic games... And you want to get the an audience to actually know what you're talking about, you call him Robotnik, because that's the nostalgia play. Okay. It makes sense to me, but yeah, same character. Okay, it's the same character. The same character. They're, those are two two of the same character. It's not like a uh, Mega Man where you have no. Doctor Wily and Doctor White. No. Yeah. Who are bright? Who are two light? different? Light. I think it's light. Light. No, uh, this is to the same character. Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact. Alright, let's move on. Uh, next up in casting, Idris Elba, our favorite, has signed on to play the villain in a Fast and Furious spinoff. That one that was going to be starring uh, Dwayne Johnson and Jason Statham. So, I like that casting. Yeah, that's really, really smart. I think that's Idris good. Elba makes a really good villain. I think he plays a really nice opposite Jason Statham, yeah. especially in a British setting. Yeah. And they have to bring in the American... Yeah. Badass. That, that is Dwayne Johnson. That's good. I want to see that movie already. That sounds good. That does sound good. And lastly, uh, Top Gun Maverick uh, gets Miles Teller. I don't know if I'm over Miles Teller yet. <laughs> yeah. are, are we collectively over Miles Teller yet? Like, like if Hollywood trying to make Miles Teller happen? Yeah, I mean, they're still trying to make he's, Miles Teller a thing. So, he's definitely a good actor. I'm not denying him that. I'm just unsure if I want to continue seeing him in more Miles Teller in your life. 
more him in like blockbuster stuff. Yeah. He does well in the indie indie scene. He's definitely a good actor. See Whiplash for that. Yeah, exactly. But then then again, see Fan Four Stick for (laughs) the big blockbuster Miles Teller. Four Stick. (laughs) All right. Well, Miles Teller, uh, he'll be in that. Moving on. All right. All right, let's move out of movies and let's move into television. In the world of television, we always start with sports. And this week, the World Cup quarter and semifinal games happening this weekend. Yes, uh, we're out of the round of 16. All everything was set. Yep. And so far, most of these games have been gone to penalty kicks. I think we're setting a record for, for a tournament. Okay. On that, or we're like heading that way. Should games continue? Yeah. Um, right now, favorite is of course Russia, because it's in Russia. But <laughs> also English, English, England, English, and Brazil, English. both uh, continuing on there. Right. Um, yeah, games are this weekend. The finals will be next Sunday, so stay tuned for that. But um, we're in the middle of an off season. Yeah. Or not off-season, but yeah, everyone's version off-season. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, uh, sports continue. Baseball's still kicking. So, if you like baseball... Baseball's still hitting. Yeah, if you, if you, if you like sports, there's baseball for you. Yeah, actually, um, the NCAA had their home run derby. Yeah. Uh, this past uh, couple days. Like, uh, I think it was on Monday. And the, I just, the only reason I bring this up is because the um, home run, uh, the guy who won it, was one from Air Force, which is cool. But also, he had a really cool name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, if I can find his name real <laughs> quick here. Nope, no, it's not popping up. Uh, yeah, some okay. Cool name. Look it up. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Uh, so... Let's move out of the world of sports and into the world. Oh, yeah. His name is Nick Reddy. Nick Reddy. He's always ready. That is the baseball player's name. Nick Reddy. Nick Reddy. Nick Reddy yeah. on deck. All right. Uh, moving on from uh, sports into some uh, uh, television news proper. First up, a uh, story from the world of HBO. They have announced a new special with a familiar duo. The two, uh, 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 the two people who brought you Flight of the Concords will be returning to their network that where they had their show to do a one-hour special. Uh, no real details beyond that, but uh, it's been almost a decade since their show wrapped up, so it'll be really cool to have them back. Yeah, it'll be cool to have them back. Uh, they've actually gone and done a lot of other stuff as well. Most recently, Jermaine Clement uh, yeah. starred in Moana. Yeah, right. Uh, they also do a lot of writing on musicals and stuff like that. So it's good to see them still working. And that was a very popular show uh, 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I watched some of it. I enjoyed what I saw. It, I didn't watch the whole thing. No, it was a well, it was a, it was a part of that big, like, British television wave. Yeah. Like, with The Office right. at the same time. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. That, this is good news. Cool. All right. Uh, next up, we have, uh, just if you're wondering, uh, I mean, this already happened, uh, but if you're wondering what happened to the Twilight Zone marathon that usually happens on the 4th of July on the Sci-Fi Channel, you're probably wondering what that, well, like, yeah, why it was gone. Well, it turns out they replaced it for a Nightmare on Elm Street marathon. 
Which is weird because yeah. that's nothing to do with July 4th. But it is also sci-fi. I mean, if they're going to replace it with anything, I figured it would be a Futurama. Yeah, do they have but that now? do they? Yeah, they do. Sci-fi is Futurama now. I think they do. Now. I think you're right. That's why it's weird. Like, of everything you guys have the access to, <laughs> yeah. why Nightmare on Elm Street? Yeah, I don't know. It does seem kind of a random pick, but uh, yeah, so uh, that that's your explanation in case you were wondering. Yeah, maybe, there. hopefully it's not permanent because I love my Twilight Zone. Yeah. But I'll do it for other holidays. I'm I would sure. say, like, Christmas, or not Christmas, New Year's. Yeah, New Year's Day Marathon. All right, uh, so that's it for television news. We have a couple of shows that we've been watching. Uh, so you just finished the most recent and final, from my understanding, season of uh, Netflix's Voltron. Yeah, from my understanding and from the yeah. way it played out, yeah. it was indeed the finale of the entire series. It wrapped up literally everything from the beginning. All storylines that were leading up to this completely wrapped up. It did the epic space battle at the very end. Yeah. Uh, giant robots, fighting giant robots. Uh, one thing I like about uh, Voltron that they did is that they set it up to where Voltron is, in fact, the power, most powerful entity in this universe. Right. They never play that down, <laughs> but they also never make it seem easy because it's a growing process, and that's what you want from these characters. And I really love this writing team. I really love this animation team that they have going on. Um, these are the same guys who did uh, the Avatar series who were picked up when Legend of Korra came and went. Right. They got picked up by DreamWorks Animation Studios. Basically just took the whole people over and said, we'll work on this now. Yeah. And they've done a really good job with it. Um, Voltron is indeed re-energized within the pop- populist culture. And I'm really happy that they're able to write what they wanted to write, show what they wanted to show, and tell these very large and intricate stories for a children's program, essentially. Yeah. It's really nice, really well done. Definitely worth checking out. I mean, the whole series is now up on Netflix. Not going away anytime soon. Mm. That's one of their hits. Um, But definitely well written. If you want an animated show that's well written, definitely check that out. Yeah, it seems fun. It seems like the, there's a lot to it, yeah. uh, which, like you're saying. So, yeah, check that out if you like uh, Avatar or Legend of Korra. Yeah, one thing they do. Like yeah, one thing they do really well is lore, and they play with mm-hmm. the lore. And we're just gonna bounce this off real quick. But there is a Steven bomb happening. This yeah, week. I was gonna mention that. Uh, but yes, uh, if you are a fan of Steven Universe, there are new episodes all week long. It's a five-day week, a five-day event. It will wrap up tomorrow on Friday. So uh, there are five new episodes. Also, last week there was a little drop of uh, OKKO. OK if you've been watching that as well, so there's your cartoon update. Yep. <laughs> All right. All right. You've been watching Glow. Yeah. So Glow season two premiered on Netflix. I haven't gotten too far into it. I'm about halfway. Okay. Uh, but uh, what I've seen so far, uh, I really like. Uh, it's very similar to the first season. First episode kind of gets a little, uh, it's a little slow to start, but, uh, starting with the second one, they really get their, their, their bearings again and, and it starts rolling. Um, they're doing a little bit more, uh, uh, I, I, I hesitate to say topical storylines because it takes place in the eighties, but they are making an effort to at least do some more social commentary than they did in the first season. 
but also still have a lot of fun. Uh, it's a really fun show. Uh, it has its moments of seriousness, but really you're coming there for the over-the-top characters and how they interact with each other. Uh, to, to watch Mark Maron say stupid stuff and to watch the... the, the uh, uh, the, yeah, the leads have fun with, with the wrestling stuff. It's, it's a lot of fun. Brie. Yeah, Alison Brie's still really good in that thing. Um, it's it's going in a really interesting place uh, right now. So yeah, I'm going to keep watching. I'll keep you guys updated. But yeah, so far so good. If you liked the first season, definitely continue watching this thing. Season two is really good. Okay. Alright, I think that's let's move that's out of television news into the cancellations and renewals part of the show. We start with some cancellations for you. Uh, six on the History Channel is being canceled after two seasons. I'm not even sure what that was. No, me neither. But it's six. But it's six, and now it's two and done. Yep. Champions on NBC has been canceled after one season. Uh, that was the, Champions. That was the show about, hey, do you have a kid now who's, like, very proper and... Yeah. Like, the guy doesn't have his life together, but the kid gets dropped on him. Um, it may get picked up by a different network, yeah. or it may not. They're trying to shop it around. I don't think it will. It was kind of a flimsy premise anyways. <laughs> so, don't be surprised if this is, is a one and done. Yeah. Uh, Animal Kingdom on TNT has not been canceled. It will be renewed for a fourth season. I cannot get your page to scroll. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Claws on TNT has also been renewed. Uh, it will have a third season. Moving out of cancellations and renewals into deaths. We have one death this week. A uh, young one, unfortunately, age 41. Richard Swift, a producer uh, who has worked with musicians such as The Shins and The Black Keys. Uh, uh, he, he's worked with several other bands as well. Uh, but yeah, in a production capacity. Uh, yeah, young, 41. So okay. uh, that's a big loss for the music world there. Thank you. All right. So let's go into music. Moving into music. We always start music with the Billboard charts. Uh, we start up with the Billboard Hot 100, which is your singles chart. Uh, I Like It by Cardi B is your new number one single. Uh, Cardi B, uh, Bad Bunny, and J Balvin. Uh, so Cardi B has another number one. Yay. Number two, uh, Sad, exclamation point by XXXTentacion. Tentacoin. Tentacoin returns again, uh, po- posthumously. Number three is Lucid Dreams by Juice World, which is still my favorite artist name right now. Juice World. Number four, moving up back into uh, the number uh, the top five, Girls Like You by Maroon 5, featuring Cardi B. Cardi B. Again. And rounding out your top five of the singles is Psycho by Post Malone, featuring Dice. Ty Dolla Sign. Alright, moving into the album chart. If I can get Billboard's website to load. I did not preload this because we kind of did this very quickly. Uh, Top 200. Number one album this week debuting at number one, presumably because of ticket sales for concerts. Pray for the Wicked by Panic at the Disco. That has to be for concerts. It has to be for concerts. (laughs) Dropping down after his death, Temptation is your number two album with question mark. Number three, Beer Bongs and Bentley's by Post Malone. Number four, Everything is Loved by the Carters. That's Beyonce and Jay-Z. And number five, the other Temptation album, 17, enters the top five. All right. All right. That is your Billboard charts. Well, we I think it's safe to assume that Drake will 
did in he's there. Definitely your number one album, Scorpion. Uh, we'll talk about that a little later. Yeah. Uh, moving on to new releases this week. You have Double Driver with Outlaws Till the End, RP Boo with I'll Tell You What, and We the Kings with Six. There's probably more, but we're doing a quick podcast this week. Yeah, there was a whole lot of releases this week yeah. because it is 4th of July week. Yeah. Speaking of Drake, here's our first news story. Yes. So, if you were a user of Spotify this week, you may have noticed that Drake's face was on Spotify a lot, like ninety percent of Spotify, like, like was Drake. everywhere. It was promotion Drake, 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 Drake. So some people weren't super uh, happy about this. Uh, excessive marketing and promotions with Drake's face everywhere kind of rub, ruffled people's feathers a little. So less than fifty percent of the playlists actually had Drake in them, uh, and were using his image to promote. Uh, but still, some people were pissed. Uh, some people actually were able to successfully get uh, refunds for a month of, of subscription gonna, when they complained yeah. to uh, customer service, which I thought was a funny. But but besides that, it was just people just being like, man, there's a lot of Drake going on this week. Yeah, even though he is the top artist, the new hit single, mm. everything he puts out is like number one Yeah, for some reason or another <laughs> now. But yeah, uh, it's just... Literal over promotion. It was like new releases, Drake, country, Drake, EDM, Drake. <laughs> just country everywhere was Drake. Drake. <laughs> country Drake. I want to see country Drake. Just, just wearing a hat. Just, just wearing a hat. In a bar. It's just the cover of Take Care, but he's <laughs> he's has a beer in front of him, and it's just a cowboy hat on him. That'd be fun. Somebody should do that. All right, let's move on. Uh, meanwhile, in music news, we have an update about Best Buy pulling CDs. We had reported on our very podcast a few months ago that they were planning by July to tell retailers, uh, to uh, tell uh, 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 suppliers that they would be pulling CDs from their stores on July 1st. Well, they're going through with that. They're doing it. Uh, They apparently only generate about $40 million annually for the store uh, from CD sales, but will instead make way for more vinyl selections over the next two years. This means that maybe they'll make a comeback selling turntables again? Probably, I can yeah. see that happening. So this is probably, this movie is interesting because vinyls are going to be more expensive. They'll be treated more as a high-profile item, whereas CDs basically are expensive when they first came out and then are literally thrown into a giant bargain bin yep. immediately after a month or two has passed. That will not be the case for vinyl. They'll be able to keep vinyl a premium item and will make a lot more money on it, and that's probably why they're making this movie. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't make sense to keep a $2 profit when you can get a $30 profit. Yeah, for sure. For relatively the same area space. And yeah, this continues the the vinyl renaissance that has been shaking up uh, retail for the last few years here. Yes, thank you for the vinyl renaissance. Wasn't me. (laughs) I'm just part of it. You're the one who has the turntable here. Yeah, so no, but I didn't make this. that decision that people were going to start caring about it. <laughs> All right. Uh, meanwhile, Target, uh, the other retail store that sells a lot of CDs, says that they will, I think we reported this last time too, uh, but this is just reconfirming, uh, that yeah. they are, are going to only pay for CDs on a consignment basis and will be shipping back any unsold CDs within 60 days, according to uh, sources over there. So they're taking a little bit of a different tack to it. They will remain having CDs in their stores. It'll just be on a uh, by-demand basis this time. Well, not only that, but there were, there are slow reports that Target will 
turn into an exclusive mm-hmm. retailer instead, where they'll they're part they'll deals with artists yeah. to release exclusive content for Target only, which is smart. It is smart. I it mean, is that smart. is the way to get around that. Yeah. But if all that still ends up on streaming services, mm-hmm. is it really that much of an exclusive? Target's gonna have to make those deals. Yeah, make those deals, Target. All right, let's move into an art, an, an album that didn't need any retail store deals because it is because it is huge on streaming. We have to talk about Drake. All right, are we gonna spend ninety minutes on it? No, hell no. We're gonna talk about Drake for very very little time because there's an awful <laughs> lot to say about Scorpion, Drake's new double album, which as you mentioned is eighty nine excruciating minutes long. Uh, it's available on streaming now if you're curious at all about it. If you like Drake, there are things on this thing that are good Drake songs. I am not saying this is a bad album in any measure. If you listen to and appreciate appreciated what he did back in 2016 with Muse, which was also a very long record, you might like what he did here. There's a lot of Drake and a lot of like different kinds of styles. Less dancey stuff. He's kind of moved away from the Hotline Bling era of his career already. He's done with that kind of vibe. Instead, the first half of the th- uh, the first half of this album is a his rap half, and the second half of the album is more of his slow jam R and B album. Okay. So it's kind of both sides of Drake, literally on both sides of the album, it's which is an full... interesting take. Yeah, that's a full Drake right there. It's a full Drake. Uh, but yeah, there's not there's some not so great stuff uh, on it as well. Uh, there uh, there's some weird stuff about him uh, grappling with his uh, uh, kind of well, Pusha T kind of told everybody about his child, and so now he has to be upfront about it. So there are a couple of tracks that do talk about his son and how he feels bad for being a neglectful father, and talks a little bit about the baby mama and. There's some things, and, and he ends the record, which is with a song basically about his uh, reluctant parenthood. Uh, there's some interesting things there, commentary about what it is to be Drake now. Uh, no mention of Rihanna, even though they recently had a very public uh, uh, fallout of sorts when Rihanna basically said, yeah, we don't talk. Hmm. Uh, but it's interesting uh, to a certain extent but man it is long and there's a lot of boring stretches where nothing happens alright so two questions okay one are there like actual radio play hits on this thing 100% yes there are some songs that are guaranteed radio play well first of all uh, God's Plan and Nice For What both already number one singles this year are both on this record okay but the one that you will have to look for, especially before the summer is out, is a, a song called Summer Games. It opens the second half of the album. It is the first, like, uh, kind of, like, pop song on the record. And it will be a single. It's uh, got a really, really strong hook. And I think that'll be the next thing that comes out of this. All right. So look forward to Summer Games being your next hit from Drake. All right. I actually like that song. I think it's pretty good. And um, two. Does this thing need to be 90 minutes? No. Uh, and that's the, that's the problem with it. Just like Views, you could cut probably ten songs off this thing and you could still have you, you could have a really strong Drake record. So trying to get the mindset of Drake and why make this, one a double album? Streaming two... numbers. It's all about the streaming numbers. The longer album you make, the more streaming numbers that you get towards the album itself. Billboard's album charts are not are based on song plays because that's the only way that they can measure it. 
the more songs you have on an album, the more plays that number is, right? Yeah. The higher number of tracks, the higher number of plays, because you're multiplying basically the individual numbers of the tracks times the number of tracks you have. And that makes the album number. So yeah, the longer your album is, the higher you rank on Billboard. That's where we're at right now. So he's trying to game the system. He's trying to game the system, and everybody else like him is doing the same thing. Except for Kanye West. It's interesting, there's even a line on one of the songs that references something about you got all sevens, but no sixes. Referencing the fact that all of Kanye's produced albums had seven tracks. And six, of course, being his number Drake associates himself with. Right. Uh, but yeah, anyways, um, that's Drake, Scorpion. Check it out if you like Drake at all. It might have some things that you might glom onto. But generally speaking, it's not that exciting, and uh, a lot of it's very boring and forgettable. So, that's Scorpion. Okay. Did you listen to anything else this week? I listened to a lot of country this week. I, I listened to the Casey Musgraves again. Of course. Because, it, one, it's summertime, and that thing is a perfect yeah. summer Yeah, I heard album. Lonely Weekend playing at the Irvine Spectrum when I was there. Uh, <laughs> it is. We we are in the Casey zone. Yes. Uh, doctor <laughs> did note that. Yeah. Butterflies is on the radio right now. It that it deserves it. That is a perfect summer radio song right now. Yep. That is a summer jam. If if I do say so. Maybe not as much of a summer jam as High Horse is. She was expecting High Horse, <laughs> to it, but I thought High Horse was going to be the radio hit of the summer. No. Well, I, I have to remind her that we heard butterflies right. at the re- at our, our local restaurant. Yeah. Like. A week after it, like, was released. Butterflies is the safer hit. It's the safer pick. It's also, like, more of the album that's... More of the song that describes the album. Yeah, yeah. It it does a better job of of giving you what the the theme of that record is than I always does. You're right. Anyways, but yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of if I listened to anything else, but I think there was probably... Oh, the new Florence. We both listened to the Florence and the Sheen record. We didn't, um, we didn't finish it, but... I finished it. Yeah. Uh, it's fine. Yeah. If you like Florence uh, and you like her voice, it's a lot of that. Uh, it's a little bit more pared down production-wise. Less choirs this time. Less big, bombastic I think stuff. that's what turned me up. That wasn't yeah. any, like, big, bombastic... It's a little any... bit more confessional. It's very much her talking about herself. It things all, to me, sounded like... Adele's yeah, like a bit. I wrote this, but I don't want to sing it. Yeah, but but the, I don't know if I got that vibe. I got the vibe of more like she was just like, all right, I've done my kind of arena filling records. Now I'm gonna do something that's a little, a little just personal. bit more me in the studio with my band. Yeah, it definitely felt like that. And but at the same time, it's got her belting because that's what you want from a Florence or a yeah. Florence recording, and this is that. So if you like Florence and you like that sound, this is yeah, more of that. It's more vocal bombastic than yeah, it is, than it is guitar production. or percussion. Right. Yeah, there's, there's not a whole lot of like, big arena feeling stuff. It's no shake it all out. Shake it out? That's the name of that song? Shake, shake it off. Shake it off. Shake it off? I don't remember. Anyways, shake it out. Shake it out. Shake it out. Shake it out. Anyways, whatever. It's the dog days are gone. Yeah, it's not that either. But yeah, it's it's interesting. Okay, let's move off of music then. Let's talk about video games real quick. Your upcoming releases for this week are first, Runbo is coming out on the PS4 and Switch. Awkward coming out on Switch. I don't know if that is, but it's awkward. It's awkward. 
Um, then uh, uh, moving into video game news, our one major story, major story this week, of course, is that Games Done Quick, Summer Games Done Quick, is wrapped up, uh, wrapped up on Sunday of last weekend with a total of, get ready, two million one hundred twenty-two thousand four hundred forty-nine dollars and twenty cents. Yes. That they earned for Doctors Without Borders. Uh, they did not hit their overall goal, which is 2.2. Yeah. Uh, that is their limit, or what is it? Their high score. That was their record. Yeah. That's their record. That's their high score right now. That was set in 2016 mm-hmm. for Summer Games Done Quick. They always try to break their record. So it's nice when, they, you know, you yeah. see $2 million for playing video games that yeah, people just insane, donate. Right? Yeah, it's insane. And then apparently, in the very last three hours of, of the of the show, they made two hundred thousand dollars. One reason I know that is because I was watching them play yeah. Final Fantasy VI. Yeah. At the very end, and I turned it off when I saw them just reach one point nine. Yeah. I was like, oh, they hit one point nine. Good for them. They got like yeah, three hours left. It's like nine o'clock. It's almost there. They're yeah. almost gonna be done. And yeah, that's not a bad number. Uh, so yeah, didn't quite hit the, the all-time record, but did quite a lot for, for the Doctors. Yeah. So that's yep. that's good. And that's it for the year. The next one yep. will be... January, January next year. Uh, first week of January for amazing games done quick. But of course, that doesn't mean you can't watch speedruns. Uh, the speedrun community is working all the time, 24-7, 365 days a year. So just find Google your favorite video game and speedrun, and you will probably find a whole community of people that are constantly uh, playing them and get posting videos of their speedruns. Or watch them on Twitch. Uh, if you remember any of those names, or if you look at archive streams from the Summer Games Done Quick streams, you can uh, find some names of streamers that you want to follow and follow them on twitch.tv. You can see them run all the time. Did you have any favorites that stood out? Uh, I, uh, not really personally, but I'm sure some people do. Yeah. Uh, I saw one where it was Pokemon Yellow and Pokemon yeah. Blue. Two games, one controller. Oh, man, that's insane. That's, uh, those are always fun. Uh, the Mario 64 run was, uh, race yeah. was really, really fun. You're trying to do the races. Um, Mario Maker blind races are always that fun. That was good, yeah. Yeah. All right, but yeah, that's uh, that. Uh, let's move on. There's not really really major uh, uh, exciting video game stuff here. No, uh, Todd Howard did go out uh, yeah. for Fallout saying that it's Sony's fault right. for... That they uh, won't have cross-play uh, between PlayStation and Xbox. Yeah, for uh, uh, Fallout 76. Shelter 76. Not Shelter. Fallout 76. Fallout 76, the shelter thing. <laughs> the sheltering. But yeah, so that, again, yeah. this is another continue, uh, like another bullet point of the continuing story of Sony. Just play nice. Yeah, but you know, this is part of Sony's structure of if you want to play Sony games, you have to you buy, buy Sony, Sony products. Sony, yeah. Sucks, but maybe eventually they'll wake up and realize that's dumb. All right, well, or they have so many like good titles already that yeah. it's okay to open up to some. <laughs> Because they still have a lot of the exclusives. You would think, right? You'd think that. You would think. No. All right, to wrap up video games, we've been playing one. We got our hands on a copy of Mario Tennis Aces. And we've been playing some Mad Tennis. So, uh, yeah, I got this. I jumped into the adventure mode, which is kind of your single player mode, and it got hard fast. Like, I'm literally in the, like, the fourth or fifth stage. 
and I can't stu- beat the stupid mirrors. Or no, not the mirrors. It's the thing after the mirrors. Is this thing where it's like, oh, there's these blue circles running around this purple circle. You have to hit the blue circles to do something to the purple circle. And I couldn't figure it out, and I kept running out of time. <laughs> so it's like, this is surprisingly deep, is basically what I'm trying to say by this. I don't think it's deep. I think it's very creative. Is what you Yeah, well, that with. too, but it's also it's very deep. Um... Uh, they took the basic, very simple uh, Mario Tennis from the previous Mario Tennis games, which was basically like, you can slice, you can lob, you can you can do the traditional uh, tennis stuff, and added special moves. There's trick moves, there's zone shots where you can pick exactly where you want a shot to go, there's power shots that are unique from player to player, there are characters you can unlock through playing tournaments in the, and special tournaments, special uh, months of the year. There is online play in this thing. There is a, the aforementioned single-player mode. Singles, doubles. There's a lot going on here. <laughs> I've been able to play online? I played a few matches online. Yes. You win? Um, I won a couple uh, when I was playing again, uh, playing uh, faster characters. Seems like speed um, is really good for beginners. Uh, uh, I recommend if you're just jumping into the game to play some of the faster characters first, like Yoshi or Toad. That'll get you kind of accustomed to getting over to the ball and getting prepared in time. Because if you start out with a little bit of slower character, that it was that might be a little hard to get used to right away. That's what I found. Um, I recommend playing the adventure mode because it's a really good tutorial about the special moves. And it really helped me kind of wrap my, wrap my mind around them. But to be honest, I still don't really 100% feel like I know exactly what they do yet. Like, that's going to just take some time. But that's kind of what you're dealing with here, is that this is not as beginner-friendly as the previous Mario Tennis games has been. But I think it's better for it. I think it makes it a more interesting game. It makes it a deeper game. I think it'll make this game last a little longer in the zeitgeist than maybe it did if it was just yet another Mario Tennis. Yeah, this is something where, like, oh, I tried to do that, just pick up and go. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, not, really not really do that. No. That being said, I do want to note here there is you can change the uh, the rules to do a simple version of the game, which cuts the uh, special moves out. So if you want to remove all the, the 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 thought from it, you can do that. The other thing you can do is that it supports the uh, the the gyroscopes in the Joy Cons uh, for what they call swing mode. So if you've played a lot of Wii tennis. Swing mode is a way to get people going right away and uh, really simplify the tennis experience. I haven't played swing mode quite yet, but I want to try it just to kind of see see how they've upgraded from Wii Tennis. Yeah, see, I think yeah. that's what I was looking for initially. That Well, we, we can try that sometime. Right. Be, uh, uh, by the next time we podcast, we play some swing mode, and we'll talk about our, our feelings yeah. about that too. But, but yeah. So far, um, I think it's a really good game for 60 bucks. I was initially a little like, do I really want to spend 60 bucks on this thing? Mm-hmm. But I think there's a lot in there. And I think that it's it, with online play and with the tournaments that they're continuously doing, I think that there could be a lot a lot of game in there. Okay, that sounds good. And that's good for me. Yeah, all right, cool. So, so that'll wrap it up for video games. That'll wrap it up for the Media Boat Podcast. We're in and out. Quick 40 minutes. Look at that. New record. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you can find us, if you're looking for us, uh, every Wednesday night, usually on uh, YouTube on our uh, YouTube channel at 8 o'clock p.m. Pacific time. We stream live typically, not this week, 
We'll be back live next Wednesday, though, with another great live show. You can also find our audio version of our podcast on Apple Podcasts and RSS feed-driven podcasters, whichever one you may use. Just search Media Boat Podcast. You can also find us on our newly relaunched website, MediaBoatPodcast.com. Yes, if you're wondering why you're getting 404'd uh, the last few weeks, well, that's why. Uh, we, we're kind of down rebuilding the site just for you. We have stripped it to its bare essentials. It is just now posts with the newest podcast that we do um, alongside reviews of what, or thoughts posts, as we like to call them, of whatever we're engaging in. We haven't read anything new quite yet, but we will be back writing for you soon. So look oh. forward to our thoughts. You're going to get like bombed yeah. with a bunch of reviews well, from me. Yeah, look forward like to some massive thoughts um, heading your way on the Boat Podcast. Pretty sure I can name like 10 things yeah. that's going on. Meanwhile, you can catch us on social media where we're always talking about this podcast. We're at Media Boatcast on Twitter. We're Media Boat Podcast on Facebook. If you search us, like our page and comment, please. You can find us also on twitch.tv. Every once in a while, we'll stream a video game. Uh, not sure what it'll be next, but we'll let you know. Uh, that's twitch.tv slash mediaboat. And lastly, if you want to make our website and our podcast even better than it already is, and if you want special stuff catered just to your whims, you can do that. And how you can do that is by going to patreon.com slash mediaboat. There you can donate to us and help us financially. And if you're not super flush with cash at the moment, you can donate as little as just a dollar a month. Just a dollar a month. That's less than a coffee. If you do that for us, you can look forward to even better con con content on the way. So, thank you for listening to the Media Boat Podcast. This has been me, Matt, and him, Mike. And we will be back next week yep. with a new edition. Full length. Full length. More live. reviews. Live. Comment. Subscribe. Happy 4th of July week. Hope you guys have a safe and sane one. And we will see you next week. All right. Thank you all for tuning in. Peace. Bye-bye.